Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You mentioned Tennessee, Alabama. Has a head coach ever been fired at halftime? (laughs) (laughs) No. They have been fired as soon as the plane landed there on the tarmac and they weren't allowed to get on the team bus and and go back to the facility. And that was my – I was going to say Monty Kiffin. No, they wouldn't fire Monty Kiffin, my old coach, one of the best ever to coach defense. But Lane Kiffin, when he was at USC. I remember that, yeah. They didn't even allow him to get on the team. But what? What Can I just get on the – take me back to my car, man? How you going to fire me on the tarmac? I feel like a guy's been fired on the plane, too. I feel like that's happened, like like, actually on the plane Mm -hmm. or on the bus. I feel like that has happened before. But I don't, I, I don't recall. But uh, at halftime, no. Do you no. think that this could be a first? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, if we're talking like 40 points or more at halftime, I no, think there's you, a possibility. I think you wait till they get back, man. You wait till they take that <laughs> I'm not plane not serious. Ride. I know. <laughs> I, I know. But you wait till they get back to the oh, campus. Oh, my goodness. And you meet them right there at, 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 the, at, the, at the facility as soon as the team bus pulls up and say, uh, this key will not work tomorrow. <laughs> so yeah, you keep it, but it won't work tomorrow. I just want you to know. It's, instead of it turning green when you put it up to our little machine, it will be red and remain red. So well, I, I doubt that the uh, AD John Curry there at uh, at Tennessee would 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 fire the man at halftime. Right? He, he wouldn't fire him on the tarmac. He wait wait till he gets back to the. Facility. Well, you think it'll happen after this game? Well, I, I'm sensing that because I think it can get ugly. Uh, you look at Tennessee, and, and I am surprised five years into this thing that they don't have depth. They, they've they recruited well, uh, but yet you, know, you, you you don't have a quarterback that you really, really trust. And now you're going to send this young man, Garantano, and Darmody, for that matter, who has who started at the beginning of the season into the Lions' den versus Alabama. You won't – you want to see a defense, even with all the new names and faces, create turbulence. It's this Alabama's defense. And, and you look at Alabama right now, the only team in the nation, top 15, rush O, rush D, scoring O, scoring D, total offense, and total defense. Only team in the nation uh, in, in those categories. And and so uh, it could get ugly. Uh, they ran out of gas last week versus South Carolina, and they ha- they haven't scored in 10 quarters. They haven't scored, I think, since the, the UMass game. And this is a, a football team in the red zone th- four times last week, three field goals. Uh, the defense came out and played well early versus South Carolina. First six series, uh, South Carolina was 0 for 6 on third down. After that, they pretty much converted all of those, at least five straight at one point in the second half. Uh, so the defense just ran out of gas. They have some good players over there. Yes, they've dealt with injuries, but a lot of teams deal with injuries. But I go back to my initial point, five years into this, that's a luxury in today's game whether you're talking the college game or the NFL. You're going to give me five years? Charlie Strong would have loved five years at the University of Texas. He got two and a half, basically. Five years, and this program is still stuck in the mud. That is not good, and right. it doesn't no, bode well. This is one of those that it's, it's, it's justified. It'll yeah. be a justified firing. Now, I'm not 
the biggest fan of doing it in the middle of the season. Uh, there's a lot of things that could happen. Now, if he totally loses the locker room, the team hates him, and he's got a rift with the AD, and it's just one of those things where you just got to get the poison out, right. then fine. Go ahead and fire him. But I don't I don't know if that's the situation here. Uh, it's going to be tough for him to show up to work when he knows that every, he's going to be fired at the end of the year. And I also don't love the interim coach thing because I think sometimes – when the interim coach does really well, then you have a tough decision to make. Do you keep him on? And sometimes keeping him on is the worst thing you could possibly do. But Clay Helton uh, out at, uh, at uh, Clay Helton, excuse me, out at USC. Yeah, and Ed Orgeron went through that, didn't get the gig. Did, goes through it again at LSU, gets the gig. Larry Scott, who's the OC at Tennessee, was the interim coach when they fired uh, Rand, uh, uh, Al Golden uh, there at Miami. Team played pretty well. He didn't get the gig. He, he goes to Tennessee, of course. And, and now he's a, the, a, the OC, and he's on the hot seat as well because everyone's up in arms about his play calling. Now, I remember at West Virginia it happened when Rich Rod left, yeah. and then Bill Stewart took right. over, and he was like the nicest guy in the world, and they gave him the job, and it set him back a couple of years. So, I mean, I, it's so – Well, they won, they won that, that – and this is where I caught a bunch of heat, uh, which was uh, – They won the bowl game. Unfounded. Yeah, right. they knocked off Oklahoma. Right. Yeah. And then uh, no one thought they would because they had just lost to Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. the backyard brawl. You lose your head coach. Game, yeah. Lose uh, your head coach in Rich Rod. He goes to Michigan. And you got Oklahoma, who's rolling at that point, wins another Big 12 title. And, and then West Virginia knocks them off in the bowl game a month later. Tennessee has a corner that's now hurt, a freshman named Cheyenne Labruzza. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> what about Nigel Warrior? <laughs> but, but no, but Cheyenne Labruzza yeah. is a, an Italian woman's name. <laughs> that's, that's, Be careful. It is, though. You have a horse head in your bed. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, like, like here. Oh, here's my friend. We go and get our nails done every Monday. It's me and Cheyenne Labruzza. Like, oh, shit. This guy is a freshman corner named Cheyenne Labruzza? That's unbelievable. Yeah, he and Garantano, they're tight. <laughs> is, is that not nuts to you? Yes. I, I mean, that's like... That's like um, a, an, an Italian woman named Andre Jones. <laughs> totally bizarre. Anyway, yes, very. okay. Uh, so we will see what happens with this. By the way, I saw this. The Knoxville News Sentinel wrote this article where the headline says Tennessee versus Alabama on CBS. What does that say about the SEC? And I understand their point about all right, you don't have a lot of great teams past Alabama that you want to feature other than Georgia right Right. now in the East. I understand that point. But (laughs) this is what people need to understand. You put Alabama on TV – what was your what was your line the other day off the air? They could be playing Frosty the Snowman. Is that what you said? <laughs> off the air, we were talking about this. Right. Alabama could be playing Frosty the Snowman. And they're going to get a huge rating. Yep. So, I mean, if you want to have a discussion about the other teams in the SEC, fine. Have that discussion. But in this, like, I'm not always defending the they're towing the company line. You know that. Right. But don't bring CBS into the conversation <laughs> and say and use that as a entry point to your discussion because whenever they could put Alabama right. on, they're putting yeah. Alabama on. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. That's right. Yeah. Alabama doesn't give they don't give a damn who they're playing. Right. I mean, they could be taking on an ant farm and, and, and they're going to watch. And that's how much love they have for the program. I and mean, you can say that about a lot of fan bases. Uh, and, and and so 
So, yeah, that's always a good draw. And this is a rivalry game. It hasn't uh, uh, lived up to the hype you know, here recently. There were a couple years ago when uh, Tennessee went into Tuscaloosa and played pretty well. Derek Barnett really made a name for himself in that ball game. But, uh, you know, having lost to the, to your rivals for over a decade, and, and I don't think they put up a they, – they'll play well early, but they won't last. They don't have the depth to play four quarters with uh, Alabama football team. So uh, you, you got to get them on. And, it, and I, I think – and this is above my pay grade, but I think I agree with SEC. Every team has to be on at some point. Yeah. And we, I guess this is our – Third installment for Tennessee, probably third and last, because we had them versus Florida, and that was a, 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 a extra, Georgia, an excellent game, and right. then the Georgia debacle, and, and now we have them versus Bama. Yeah, that's uh, yeah enough of this, right? Enough of Tennessee at this point. Whoever is the next head coach there is going to be an interesting thing. It's not a discussion for today, um, but that is going to be a very, very interesting choice. And well, I, I've heard from some former players, and and this was after the Georgia uh, beatdown. Uh, and, and they were saying that they wanted T. Martin, who's one of their own, won a national title there as quarterback, uh, the first BCS title uh, for Coach Fulmer. And, and, and so uh, they want him, who's now the current OC at at um, USC. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll see what type of uh, you know promotion is ongoing for him and, 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 and see if he, he can be in the possible running for that job. And the name that always – inevitably comes up is uh, Gruden, John Gruden. It always comes up. I don't think John Gruden's leaving the booth. He's having a damn good time. He's got freedom. He's still making a ton of money. And maybe for money. an NFL job at some point. Well, but his I, name always surfaces for an NFL job as as well. But, I, I mean, the guy loves football so much. I remember seeing, what was it, the hard knocks when he was doing a preseason game. And he was – or he wasn't doing a preseason game. He was getting honored in the ring of honor there. And, uh, and he went into one of the team meetings. He was talking to Jameis and Dirk Cutter, and he was just all passionate, and he left the room, and Dirk Cutter goes, you think he misses ball? And he's mm-hmm. around it. He's definitely around yeah. it. But, I mean, he's uh, – the college, I mean, to go back and then be a college football head coach at that point, the grind, man. Like, that's why you see so many of these young guys getting these jobs, I think, is it, it, before you're established, established as a great college football head coach, the work you have to put in, I think, is more than any other um, head coach in all of sports, pro or collegiate. It's just insane the amount of players you have to be uh, take care of, the amount of recruiting you mm-hmm. have to do, the academic side of it. I mean, it's just the turnover. It's insane. So if you're going to pull a guy, a retired guy, for like a decade out of a booth and put him into a college football head coaching job, it's not generally going to work. No. But anyway. Yeah, it's a, a, it's a ton of work as, a, as a, a pro coach, and we've heard the stories about Gruden and other coaches sleeping at the facility and all the, the, the time they put in. And there's still more in college. And there's still more in college. It's amazing. I would agree. Uh, all right, so let's talk about USC Notre Dame. Now, mm-hmm. this is one of those, like, throw out the data things for me. When, what are those stats like, Gio? <laughs> well, they're like the, the, the woman in the thong <laughs> who <laughs> gets up early and, she's, and she shows you a little bit, but it's... What? Then it makes breakfast. <laughs> and we all know that. <laughs> right? I mean, you say it all the time. You are crazy. <laughs> but... This is how I feel about this. All right. This is like Notre Dame after that Brian Kelly uh, reporter Mm -hmm. thing, after the one-point loss to Georgia. Get to the question. 
Right. Well, is there that, a question in there? <laughs> right. So after all that happened, it was right? one score, not one possession. Yeah, <laughs> one point. Yeah. So after that, Notre Dame a little quiet, a little mm-hmm. quiet, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. Beating Everyone the team here, yeah. beating the team there, a little quiet. Georgia's quietly getting better and better, and better every week, and then all of a sudden, this week it's. They're playing USC. Mm. And look at the schedule. Mm -hmm. And look at what happened last week in college Mm -hmm. football. And oh my goodness, if Notre Dame runs the table, they're going to the college football playoff. My goodness. And you know what's going to happen this week? They're going to lose by a million. (laughs) Doesn't it always, always work out that way? Now, now that's just from the, you know, 40,000 feet up in the air, as they say. Um, I do think they're a decent team, but it just feels like one of those sports stories that the second you're back on our radar, right. that's when you disappoint. Yeah, that's it. And you, know, you look at the rest of the schedule, and we're not looking past USC, but Miami, North Carolina State, USC, I'm sorry, uh, Navy. Uh, so they got quality opponents, and uh, these, these quality opponents are damn good uh, and, and ranked teams. So uh, I don't think Navy may have fallen out of the rankings after their loss at, at Memphis. But uh, – you, the problem for Notre Dame, because they can run the hell out of the ball. They didn't run versus Georgia uh, well. They had 55, yard, 55 yards rushing in, in that game. But everyone else, they've just steamrolled with the running game. The problem is their passing game. You can't be a one-trick pony going into these big matchups unless you are uh, running that option like a, a Navy or an Air Force or an Army, and then you could possibly get by. But uh, I, I think they're going to have to – Hit some plays downfield. Now, Wimbush is back. He, he had the lower extremity injury. Didn't play in their last ball game versus uh, UNC. Uh, now, he did hit 70% of his passes versus Michigan State. I thought that was a damn good win on the road at Michigan State. And they had some quick hitters for him. And they still ran the ball well uh, in that ball game. But they have to find some passing game. They're going up against a secondary that's damn good at USC. Man, they are they are brilliant back there. And, and so... Uh, and I love Cameron Smith at the linebacker position. They're banged up there uh, at linebacker as well. They're banged up on the front four. They lost. Uh, they may be without uh, Josh Fatu. He was in a car accident earlier this week and, and is in the concussion protocol. They may have a couple freshmen playing, Jay uh, Tufele and uh, Brandon Peely. Uh, those guys may have to step in. They're getting first-team reps right now. There's some attrition on the offensive line as well. But that being said, Donald played his, a, a game last week where he didn't throw an interception, the first on the season. And he is going to definitely go after this secondary of, of Notre Dame. Uh, I, I think Notre Dame can eke out a win, but this is going to be a, a, a huge test for their defense, that their secondary, Notre Dame secondary. Uh, and, and, of course, you got to deal with the running game now. Ronald Jones the second. And and Niles Morgan at linebackers playing extremely well, but those big boys at front up front going to have to get some pressure on Sam Darnold and Deontay Burnett at wide receiver. Uh, he's been exciting this year. He's a little banged up, but I agree with you that Notre Dame up to this point has been under the radar after that loss to to Georgia. But now everyone's going to take notice because this is the meaty part of their schedule. What's the difference between junior and the second? Hmm, nothing. So some people are just the second, and some people. Yeah, are usually juniors. you don't even go with the second; you go with the third, don't you? I, I mean, uh, if you're uh, there's if you're the third installment, you you, you there's nothing. Right. You have to go with the third. That's so you have a choice if you want to be the second or junior. Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, I believe, yeah, of course, yes. You have a choice. You have okay. a choice. So what, it's would not you, like, what would you rather have? Probably Greg Giannotti the second. Probably the second. Not Greg Giannotti Jr. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Junior sounds a little bit condescending. Like you're always going to be junior. Hey, junior. 
Stop picking your nose. Hmm. You know, stuff like that. RJ Jr.? Yeah, hmm. the second. Like Art Rooney, the second, is the owner of the Steelers, right? He's the second? He's the second. Second. Huh. That's interesting. You know, I, there might actually be an Art Rooney Jr., too. I'm going to have to look into that. There might be a junior and the second. What? But those are one and the same. A, a quick Google search says they're different. Hmm. How are they different? Junior is when you're under your father. The second is used when the elder family member is anyone other than the ah, father. Ah, okay. There is a distinction. Uh, hmm. Thank you, Mikey B. You're welcome, Brian uh, Jones. A... <laughs> He's so corny. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> okay. All right, there, there you, you go. go. So yeah, I got my the answer. second, so it could have been his grandfather. He named that the pop. Grandpops. Right. That's why he's the second. Skip a generator. Gotcha. Makes sense because yeah. Art Art was the chief, Art Rooney. Yeah, right. And then you had another generation, Dan. Yep. And then Dan's son was Art. Cool. Art the second. Bingo. There you go. Coming up next, an Andrew Bogus update and Greg Cosell. If he was named after his father, <laughs> it would have been Howard Cosell Jr. Right. But first, <laughs> Brian, that was painful, wasn't it? <laughs> Here's the deal. Relief Factor is not just for former or present athletes. Not at all. It's for anyone struggling with pain. Yes, athletes, but also, yes, for anyone with back, neck, shoulder, hip, or knee pain, foot pain, hand pain, or general muscle aches and pain. You can be 30 or you can be 95. If you're in pain, I suggest you give Relief Factor a try. I can't guarantee it will work, but here's a tip. Almost 80% of people who ordered a three-week quick start for only $19.95, they go on to order it again. Did you hear that? They order it again because it works. That's under a dollar a day to see if it can work for you like it did and does for me. And it's 100% drug-free. That's what I love about it. 100% drug-free. Honestly, if lowering or eliminating your pain for $19.95 sounds like too much money, then you must not be in too much pain. Order the three-week quick start for $19.95 at relieffactor.com. I'm pleased to announce that for all of October, the owners of Relief Factor, they're donating $5 of each $19.95 three-week quick start to children in need. Go to relieffactor.com to order now. That's relieffactor.com. This is Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Guys, Dodgers left fielder Kike Hernandez homer on the first two pitches he saw in game five of the NLCS last night. A solo shot in the second, this in the third. And a high fly ball to right center field. That one is well hit. That one's on. It's way and gone. A grand slam home run for Kike Hernandez. Taking a page out of the James Loney songbook. Oh, doctor! Whatever that means, not Vin Song Scully book? on Dodgers Radio. What did James? <laughs> the James only had a grand slam in an NLCS game. Maybe for the Dodgers. I don't know, but wouldn't it be playbook, not songbook? Uh, I don't mind that part. I just have, like, he said it as if he was a Kirk Gibson moment. Like, do people remember yeah. James Loney home runs? No, I, I, right. I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe we, Dodger fans do. We should have been hearing this instead. He's smuggling golf balls, I think, in his mouth. <laughs> Great. <laughs> See what I mean? Yeah. We wouldn't be having this discussion if we had Vin in there. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me of Brian smuggling a nine iron in his pants this morning. <laughs> I got a glimpse of this morning. I mean, dude. Hey, you know what? He's right. It's bad. Underpants. Are now a real that he's thing. just now that he's he's opened up Pandora's box here. I mean, this Pandora's is pants. This has been this is driver. Yeah, I mean, this has been a talking point amongst us today. It's very 
It is, the outline is prominent this morning. It is, I mean. Smuggling <laughs> fruit. I mean, it's like a pepper, you know, the Yankee game. <laughs> <laughs> See, here's the problem. You, you say that you don't wear underwear. You say this. You know this is your, I'm not making this up. It's not like you, right? you, you self-proclaimed, yes. I don't wear underwear. Yep. Then you wear these loose sweatpants. You've. You've got a hanger, and then... <laughs> you don't get up gently. Right, so and then you're moving around a lot. I mean, it's like... It's it's like an elephant that's like, you know, looking, looking for stuff on the ground, you know? You know, with its trunk. You know, that's what it's like. And I was do, I was a nice guy. I came in all innocent telling you to go down the hall because the makeup woman was waiting for you. Yeah. And you get up and... I thought, I thought I was going to get you on the chin on the <laughs> stop. Right? No, 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 no. You stop. You gotta <laughs> yeah, get some seated. compression shorts or something. Man. This is oh, ridiculous. My bad. And then when he tells me bogus, then of course when you walk back in from the makeup thing, <laughs> I gotta look, and I'm having a full conversation with it. You know? Gosh. So where were we? Oh, yes, uh, Kike Hernandez. Three homers and seven RBI in game five of the NLCS last night. The Dodgers getting an 11-1 win to take the series four games to one. They're in the World Series for the first time. Can you pick up peanuts? <laughs> No, you see elephant. Is that an elephant too? Oh. You like pick up the remote at home. No. Oh, I dropped my pen. <laughs> While you're watching the game, the remote pulls on the just No, you can up. you can use it as a coaster though. <laughs> oh, what it is to be you. I uh, get. <laughs> Game six of the ALCS. You probably tonight. got more than all of us combined. No, shut up. If we no. put them all together. <laughs> Take a poll. That was not me on that wall. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was too small. <laughs> we could see other things in the picture. Oh, my goodness. My bad. Okay. I'll walk with my hands in my pocket. You know. No, just wear underwear. I don't want it's underwear. Why you know, that changed that. Don't scoot your you know, chair back, back on. Under the desk. <laughs> no, no. My buddy has a company, Parenthes. He tried to send me some of their new products, some of their underwear. Like, I don't wear them. Cut okay. out the middleman. All right, uh, Thursday Night Football last night. The Raiders got by the Chiefs 31-30, scoring at, uh, with no time on the clock. Derek Carter and Michael Crabtree uh, from two yards out, then a Giorgio Tavecchio PAT for that 31-30 final in the NBA last night. Lonzo Ball just three points in his debut. The Lakers losing to the Clippers 108-92. And number 25, Memphis rallying for a 42-38 win at Houston. Greg? All right, Bogus. <laughs> Greg Cosell is with us, executive <laughs> producer and analyst for NFL Matchup, also doing work with NFL Films, one of our favorite guests. Yes, Greg, he is. Good morning. Thanks for being with us. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. What's happening today? Oh, oh. you don't want to know. You don't <laughs> want to know, Greg. It's one of those Fridays. Don't you know? go there, G. I'm not, I'm not yeah, going to. If you're involved, I'm sure, you know, there's, uh, I'm not sure where to go with this. <laughs> well, you're on the right path. Yeah. We're not sure where to go with it either. Uh, Derek Carr last night looked like the old Derek Carr. Do you think he was 100% healthy in the previous game against the Chargers, or was the matchup just better for him last night? Uh, you know, that's always hard to say because we don't know about a player's health. 
what was obviously different last night was the concerted effort to get Amari Cooper the ball. He had 19 targets. I don't think he had 19 targets in all, you know this season. Uh, so they clearly made a concerted effort to get him the football. And he's such a talented guy, as BJ knows from you know studying college football, that uh, you know it, to me it was just a matter of time. Um, but, yeah, I think, look, they threw the ball. He dropped back well over 50 times. Probably the nature of the game dictated that. I don't think any team goes into a game saying they want their quarterback to drop back 55, 56 times. But the game played out that way. Well, Greg, let's talk about some of these young quarterbacks. And I, I want to start with a second-year guy, Jared Goff. Of course, he now has Sean McVay as his head coach, offensive guru coming over from, from Washington. What have you seen in his progression? It's good marriage, BJ, because Sean McVay is really good with pass game concepts, understanding how to break down both zone and man coverage with your concepts. And what you try to do, as you know, is you try to present uh, opportunities for your quarterback to throw on time, where he can drop back, hit his back foot. The throw is defined at that point, and you can deliver the football. Now, it's the NFL, so you can't do that all the time, but that's what you're trying to do. That's what Goff is. Goff, to me, is a timing rhythm player. I don't think he at this point in his career, he's great as a late-in-the-down pocket quarterback where he has to wait. At his core, he's not a mover, even though he's not immobile. Uh, so I think they're doing a good job. I still think he's working through some growing pains. He's not real strong right now when the pocket gets a little noisy and muddy. He's going to have to work on that. There's a lot of quarterbacks I want to ask you about, yeah. but uh, let's go with the positive first. Both Brian and I loved Deshaun Watson coming out of college. We couldn't understand how teams were passing on him. Uh, he has been spectacular now consistently. Uh, what have you seen from him that makes you think he can either continue at this pace or not? Well, you know, it's funny. The numbers make him look spectacular. I think he's very much a work in progress. Um, you know, I think what's happening, and we're going to see this more and more with college football and the quarterbacks that they're putting out, is teams are adapting, and they're getting into all this run game stuff in the backfield with all these backfield actions, all these read elements. It helps to find throws for quarterbacks. It helps lead to uh, relatively easy throws by NFL standards. I mean, this past week... Uh, you just have to see what the Browns did. They were so poor on defense, so many busts. Watson, actually, if you watch the tape as I did, he did not play really well this week, but there were so many busted assignments uh, that it was it was too easy. I mean, he had. I don't think he'll have easier throws the rest of his career than he had in the game against the Browns, but he certainly played well. There's poise. There's composure. Uh, it's not too big for him, but I think he's a little bit of a work in progress. The numbers just make him seem like like he's playing spectacular. To your point about the quarterbacks that are transitioning out of the college game to the pro game, Brett Hundley is now the starter at Green Bay. How does Mike McCarthy yeah. and that offensive staff adjust their signature philosophy uh, to his skill set? Well, it's funny, BJ. I think you're going to see a lot of what we just talked about. I think, first of all, I think you'll see much more of a base run game. Okay, they really have three backs they can use, and Aaron Jones, who I loved coming out of Utah. I'm with you. Um, they have Montgomery, and they have Jamal Williams, who I thought had a chance coming out of BYU. So uh, I think they'll run the ball with him under center, but I also think they'll do just the kinds of things we talked about. They'll put him in the gun. They'll play to his legs. He's a, he's very, very athletic. They'll put in a lot of those run game concepts. And, uh, and I think they'll also, if they don't truly encourage him to run when he drops back, I don't think they'll be bothered if he doesn't get a feel for what he sees and he takes off because he's a very athletic kid and he can move the chains running the football. 
Gio and Jones with Greg Cosell across the country on CBS Sports Radio. I saw Mitchell Trubisky's first start in person against the Minnesota Vikings. I wasn't all that impressed. Uh, ends up going on the road and is the starting quarterback for a team that ends up beating the Baltimore Ravens. That was pretty impressive there. So far in two starts, what do you like? What do you not like? Well, it's not a matter of like or dislike. It's how they're playing. If they can stay close in games, which obviously happened last week against Baltimore and for the most part the week prior, they're trying to limit his impact on the game right now. And then, again, uh, we can speculate on the reasons why. There could be many reasons. He certainly doesn't have a ton of weapons. John Fox is a believer in running the football. But right now, they're not asking him to do very much at all. So, uh, we'll see. You know, obviously every game doesn't play out that way. There may come a game here where he has to, you know, throw it, drop back 35 times, and then we'll get a better feel. But right now they are really limiting him. Uh, it's clear they don't want him to be a big factor in their offense at this point in time. Greg, I heard uh, some of the broadcasters the other night talking about Carson Wentz and, and, and a statement that Doug Peterson made and it, it basically saying the kid had an epiphany. He, he knew what we were running. Now he knows why we're running it. Uh, what have you seen well, uh, of Wentz and how, where he's taken his game this season? BJ, that's, it's funny you say that because I think that that, to me, as I watch tape, is the most impressive thing about Carson Wentz. His ability to understand defenses before the snap of the ball and then validate what he sees after the snap because often the defense will change, particularly on third down. It's remarkable that he's the leading third down passer in the NFL after 22 NFL starts. And much of that comes from the fact that he can recognize, eliminate, and isolate really, really effectively. And that, that to me, is, says so much because the, the great quarterbacks, that's what they do. Gio and Jones with Greg Cosell. Teddy Bridgewater started practicing for the Minnesota Vikings uh, just the other day, and they hope to have him play at some point. A guy suffered just a massive knee injury. How much do you think that his game will have to change from what we saw a couple years ago to be effective? Don't know that. You know, none of us do. Um, I think he'll end up being their starting quarterback at some point this season. Uh, so what we don't know is his, his movement. He, you know, he wasn't a mover, let's say, by like Russell Wilson moves, but I think there was an element of mobility to his game. And I almost think there has to be because of his size. He's not a big guy. I, I don't think he can stand there. He, you know, I think at his core, he's a pocket player, and he'd like to stand there and deliver. But I think when you're that size – you get late in the down, and then you take hits. And I think that, therefore, he'll move. Um, so I'm anxious to see. You know, Teddy, to me, is not a high, high-level talent. I think he's got a great feel for the game. I think he can be successful in an offense that has multiple dimensions. Well, a guy who's been on the move because he has a leaky offensive line is Russell Wilson com <laughs> coming up here to take on the Giants. Uh, any hope he can last the season? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, you know, I think he has a great feel for, for moving. Uh, he doesn't take a lot of hits, but, of course, as you know, BJ, it doesn't matter. You know, the more hits you take, there is a cumulative effect. So, you know, I, he's got a, a great body type. He's almost built like a boxer more than a quarterback. Uh, so we'll see. But, I mean, he moves a lot. Um you know, he misses some things because I think probably because of his size. You live with the fact that he'll leave some throw on, throws on the field. That's just the way he plays. Uh, but, yeah, their all line is not very good. They're going to have to run the ball, and they've really been unable to do that. Yeah. What team has exceeded your expectations from week one till now? 
Oh, boy, I hate those questions. <laughs> <laughs> there has to be one. Come on. That's exceeded my expectations. Yeah, I mean, well, you're giving a team a compliment. I mean, going into right. the year and you saw a lot of tape in the preseason, you said, yeah, this team may, might be a 6-10 and 10 team, and now you're saying, well, it might be a 10-6 team. Um, I mean, we talked about Carson Wentz in Philly. I, you know, I, it, it's always hard for me to say I'm surprised, but I guess I'm surprised at the level at which their offense is playing. That That's the way I would answer that question because they're playing really well. Their run game is now working really, really effectively. Um, I'm looking at the teams because I have a schedule up here. I mean, even though they lost last night, I'd have to say the Chiefs offense to some degree. You know, I, I don't think any of us saw that coming as far as their, their ability to score. You know, they lost last night, but they put up over 30 again. They didn't lose because their offense struggled. So really, their offense has had one game in which they, they struggled a little bit. And other than that, they've been a pretty, they've been both a sustaining offense and an explosive offense. And I don't think any of us thought they'd be an explosive offense. Well, Greg, do you think once Andrew Luck comes back, and I'm not sure he comes back this season, but once he does become the starter there again in Indianapolis, do you think there's a market out there now for Jacoby Brissett? Has he availed himself well enough? BJ, I do. And we've been talking about this in our matchup room here. You, know, you, you follow college football obviously really closely, okay? I don't. Hey, I love to evaluate quarterbacks. I'm wrong at times just like everybody is, okay? That's not the point. But Jacoby Brissett, I watched him really carefully come out of NC State, Mm -hmm. and I saw a really talented kid, okay? There were times I I thought he looked like Ben Roethlisberger at NC State. And, And here's a kid who gets drafted in the third round, and most people probably thought he was a fifth or sixth round pick. Now, I'm going to tell you something I strongly believe. He's more talented physically now, okay? I know mm-hmm. that's not all what it's all about, but he's more talented physically than either Mitchell Trubisky or Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I guess I'm trying to figure out what the issue with, is with him, and he has acquitted himself really, really well as a starter in Indianapolis. This Sunday night game is really intriguing to me because you got the Falcons, whose offense I thought would be better, the Patriots, whose defense I thought would be better. Um, one of them should probably show up in this football game. Uh, how do you see this one shaking out on Sunday night? Yeah, the, the Patriots have struggled a bit communication-wise. They're still playing a ton of man coverage, and they've struggled with communication. Um, the Falcons have been kind of an enigma to me. It's easy to say it's because Kyle Shanahan's gone, but you know they're moving the ball. They're just not scoring as many points. Uh, you know, so, uh, I, you know, I struggle with that. The, the Falcons are one of those teams when I watch, I struggle with because it's not one thing I can point my finger, uh, put my finger on, but I just feel like they're arrhythmic. They're at a rhythm. Last year, boy, they just had that look. Every game, boom, boom, boom. Everything worked off everything. Their run pass fusion was as good as I've seen in the league in a long time. There's something missing right now. What's missing from Jay Cutler? Is this the same guy we saw before he decided to go to the booth? And, and now, I mean, that was a great comeback last week, getting down 17 nothing at Atlanta and being able to win that game. I know you give a lot of credit to the defense, uh, but what, what, is, what is it with Jay Cutler? He is just who he is, am I correct? At this point, yeah. I mean, yeah. at this point, his mechanics are terrible. He throws too many balls falling away. He's not a, never been a true timing anticipation guy. He's always been what I call a see-it-throw-it quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, and then every once in a while, because of his arm talent, he makes a throw and you go, wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. But there's just no consistency to his game. And to me, I, I'm a fundamental mechanics guy, and maybe it's just because of my background and who I've been fortunate to be around in my career. Yeah. But, you know, he's never really been good in that area. Greg, thanks for the time, as always. We love talking Appreciate to you. you man. Enjoy the games this week. 
All right, appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much. You got it. Greg Cosell of NFL Matchup and NFL Films, executive producer. They watch more film than coaches. Yeah, it's I close. Mean, they are definitely close. film. Yeah. Mm. He knows what he's talking about, yes, that sir. Greg Cosell. Yes, he does. We've got Don Cricky joining us, oh! legendary play-by-play mm. man. Someone that gets that, me excited. Yes. I'm good. I'm telling you. I'm that, happy you're I can't wait about that. to hear his voice. Yeah. One of the, the most indelible voices in all of sports. Mm. Grew up listening to that man. Yeah, NFL, yeah. college. Right. Great voice, Gio. You used to have him ask him to say stuff. Yeah, I just, I'm just going to say something. Just okay. give me a, just a random sentence. All right. Yeah. Is that cool? It's fine with me. I don't yeah. have a ton of questions. I mean, because so. you got guys that you get all hopped up for. And this yeah. is one that I get hopped up for. You can have all of it. I can have all of it. Yeah. I can have all of Don Cricky to you my can have, to You myself. can have all of it, yeah. All of it. Like you can have it. Take you, it. You hear that elephant? Just me and you and Cricky. <laughs> Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones on CBS Sports Radio. You know, I like Truex. I like Martin Truex Jr. <laughs> I like him. His car has been running uh, pure. And <laughs> so that's one that I like. Unlike an un. Pure car. That's right. It's been running pure. <laughs> and Kyle Bush, he needs this one. He's 10th in the standings right now. Mm-hmm. He needs watch out for he's really going to make a push. And I went, I consulted the racing expert in this building, mm-hmm. the great Zach Martin, mm-hmm. who works here. And he gave me a lot of tips today on this. So I, Truex and Bush are the two guys I'm giving you. Keep an eye on that at the Hollywood Casino 400. Advanced Auto Parts introduces speed perks. Spend $100 to get $20 off your next qualified purchase. No cards to carry. No points to keep track of. No nonsense. Uh, where's Andrew Bogish? Get him in here. Yeah, get him in here. So I saw him carrying around some nice clothes today. Yeah. And we don't generally. Brian sometimes shows up in nice clothes when he has to do TV. But we we dress like slobs because we're yeah. not, we don't do a TV simulcast. So I saw him carrying around some nice clothes today. I just figured he had a wake or a funeral to go to. So I don't when <laughs> had pe- to be something right. Like I don't I don't ask people when they're dressed nice where they're going because it happened too many times. Be like, oh, you know, somebody died. I'm like, oh, great. I'm glad I asked. Mm. Um, but then I find out today, and I don't know why he didn't tell us. I'm a little bit offended by this that the man is going to be on national television. Yeah, mm-hmm. the MLB Network came yep. calling to get Andrew Bogish. And put them on the TV. I'm setting my DVR right now. So tell us how this came about and what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to be on MLB Now at 4 o'clock this afternoon. Uh, somehow I'm the third baseball analyst next to former player Carlos Pena and longtime GM Dan O'Dowd. Uh, the show is hosted by Paul Severino, normally by Brian Kenny. Uh, I have zero idea how this happened, which is why I didn't mention it until I tweeted it last night after I knew for sure that it was happening because yeah, like, it makes no sense bro, to me. That's what I was going to say. Like, no offense to you at all. I don't want you. But if, if any of us were called for that, I would be surprised. Right. Now, I have in the past, and I, I know people that work there. I know folks that work, that's in New Jersey. I know folks that work on the MLB.com site in Chelsea here in New York. Right. I've in the past had inquired about jobs there. I have a, a family friend that works there. So, I mean, it's, I, I'm not, I guess a stranger in theory, mm-hmm. but I've always asked to work like as Paul Severino, like leading a conversation, not actually having to be a smart baseball An person. analyst, right. And they called out of nowhere and said, we're always looking for new blood and we like what you do. 
and so and so gave us what gave, you do. What is wrong with them? Yeah, I agree. I know some people over there too. I'm at the call them. Well, I mean, I, I, and I was kind of waiting for the oh, well, but, uh, Eric Burns can do it, or we got an actual right. second baseball player to come on, or we thought you were Damon Amendolaro or Andrew Catalan or no, somebody, right. somebody completely yeah. different. See, so you don't, you never and, uh, know who's listening. Bogus at the plate. That Bogus at the plate. Still exists on the internet. Yep. No new episodes for over a year Do you think that now. had something to do with it? Um, honestly, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I asked the woman who I, who again, is a family friend, if she had done this, and she said, well, I did pass around your demo reel to people, but uh, I don't know anything mm-hmm. specifically about you send MLB something now. To, you send something to them. Uh, I, a woman, again, the one that works there is like the head of operations. I said, oh, you should send me your reel. So I sent her my my reel over the summer. So I just Googled and, and got you nothing. and Bogus at the Plate does come up. Yeah. Like, as the, like, there the you go. Thing. But I did. I, I remembered that I Bogus at the Plate is still in my Twitter bio. And I oh, took it okay. out last night in case new people go there today. <laughs> and then, and I almost, and I was wondering too, if I should remind them or point out that it no longer exists. Right. So they don't introduce me as right. blah, blah, blah of Bogus at the Plate. The hell with the facts. But, Let them introduce you as Bogus at the Plate. Well, I, the, Maybe they'll revive it. I don't think so. Oh, okay. this, but, uh, is, this is incredible. This is it, really, great. I mean, it really is. It's a really good for you, man. Really don't strange. Don't muck thing. it up either, okay? <laughs> it is, it's strange, to. but it's a great opportunity. And you don't need all those damn notes. And it's almost, it's really too bad that the baseball season's ending right now because yeah. if you do a good job, well, I guess you could, they put you on hot stove or something as well. well. I mean, yeah. I, I did think, like, oh, what if this, if they want me to come back? But it's good in the offseason when all the regular folks are That's on vacation true. doing yeah. nothing, there might be. Mm-hmm. But let's just not. Destroy wow. today first. Unbelievable. Yeah, I really. I, I the rundown, to God, right? MLB now. Oh, MLB called. now. Okay, I got it. hundred percent expecting a phone call to be like, never. Psych. <laughs> so you're gonna go down to their studios and, and see. Call. Oh, they're they're coming to get me. They're coming to get oh, you. They're coming to get me. See, boy, that's see you big time now. They send cars for your me. ass. That when you big time, which is another battle. Mm-hmm. They offered. I said no at first, and I was like, oh, how am I gonna get home at five o'clock from Jersey to Long Island? So I said, would you mind? Actually, can I take you up on the car offer? So they're coming to get mm-hmm. me, and they're bringing me back into the city afterwards. Unpaid, paid appearance. I don't care. I haven't asked. Thank you. They it's about the dollar, opportunity. Exactly. I'm just curious. Has not come up, and Doesn't I'm not. Matter. Gonna, and I'm not going to broach the subject. I'd say the car counts as pay. That that's really that's yeah. Really I mean, no, that's I how I talked myself into asking because I don't like imposing, and I don't think I deserve a car service. But I was like, well, they can. It is my time. They can pay 40 bucks for an Uber to pick me up. Is this going to be like you're going to be on the entire show or just I'm gonna, As far as I know, I'm on the entire – we're on the entire hour. Now, do you feel like out of all the sports, baseball is your most knowledgeable? Uh, yeah, I mean from a technical standpoint, yes. The problem is, I mean, I just – those guys are experts. Are you going to be I'm, nervous? Uh, of course. Yeah. Course. Oh man! Praying for a rain out last night, so there'd be a, the NLCS game would be this afternoon, <laughs> and they'd cancel it. You are not. Then I saw yesterday Garden Hire and Core. I'm like, oh, maybe there'll be manager press conferences, and we'll lose like 20 minutes you of the are show. Not. Yeah, I thought we, that's Dude, how Dude, don't work. be don't be a Rodney Hood. You gonna keep the beard? Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure the beard. I'm too fat in the face. I was wondering why the hair was looking all quaff proper. Or yeah, you call, yeah, that too. Nice yeah. cowlick. Wow, that's pretty cool, man. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. What's That's 4 great. o'clock Eastern? 4 o'clock Eastern. I got to record it. I'm going to critique your ass. Please. Can't mm-hmm. wait. Gio and Jones listeners, 4 o'clock Eastern time, yes. MLB Network. Andrew Bogish. Check One of him out. Own. That's right. Gio and Jones with Don Cricky next on CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.